hi everyone and we are back popcorn for dinner podcast and i'm joined by my two guests jerry hi i'm jerry oh, jeremiah and summer hi i'm luna everyone how are you doing everyone's doing great it's friday everyone's doing good everyone's doing good how are you guys though all good yeah i'm all right breaking up podcast virginities <laughs> talking about a movie we both love we all love actually I think and, it's a strong word, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say making a podcast debut, but my mind is just so all over the place right now. It's I just can kind tell of you love the movie, that's for sure. Me? Love the movie? I mean, I like it's a fun movie, but... Do you yeah, really of... think that like it was fun? I was, was pretty the entire thing, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> so what movie are we talking about today? We're talking about this I Care A Lot, which was directed by Jonathan Blakeson. This third directorial movie and feature, and I'm on IMDb at the moment. Let me just read the IMDb description for you guys. A cricket legal guardian who drains the savings of her elderly ward to meet her match when a woman she tries to swindle turns out to be more than she appears. Nice and short. So let me ask you guys three questions to you guys. Why do you guys like this movie? Um, yeah, so I I thought it was a nice thrilling ride the entire time. I think like we'll probably get we'll probably get into it how like the tone shifts from like scene to scene. But I really enjoyed the entire experience of just getting introduced to this, to Marla and her scam, getting introduced to the conflict and seeing how things just get darker and darker as it goes on. Um and still Keeping that comedic note. I don't know if that makes any sense, but yeah, I liked the movie. I liked the tone of the movie and just how it carried you through this ride from start to finish. Summer? Um, so I won't say like I'm crazy about like the entire movie, but I have to like say that I love I love um Rosamund Pike. Like like anybody that's seen Gone Girl knows how scary she is. <laughs> <laughs> Very, very yeah. scary man. So literally, like, I was so happy to see her, like, adapted to, like, a complete psychopath. And she did so well. Because even, like, the way, like, you, um, she, she did her character, like, you would know that, okay, well, this is your classic white woman, ready to fuck <laughs> some shit up. And, like, you put Peter Dinklage in anything, like, he's... It's Honestly. absolute gold. Absolute gold. I swear he was in Pixels. You know that Adam Sandler's movie, like Pixels? He, I he definitely was, skipped that movie. <laughs> but he was good there, too. It was a terrible movie, but it was good there, too. So, like, they really had the cast down and everything, like, definitely. Um, I, I think, think the acting was that. great. Yeah. The wardrobe, too, was nice. I liked that. Just feeding from what you're saying, just kind of piggybacking on what you're saying, it's like... uh it's basically Rosamund Pike playing her, her gong. Oh, it's kind of like an adapt- adaptation of a gongo character, isn't it? Mm. Everyone keeps saying that. I still feel like they're kind of different, but like, yes, I see. They're different. In, yeah, it's different. Um, obviously, specific ways, but it's still kind of like the same skeleton. If you get what I'm saying, mm. it's like yeah, someone that. who is quite methodical, and and obviously they're doing you know quite um, abhorrent and evil things that's kind of like their characters and they're just not the best of people yeah and i think i don't know if this is just like what she's going to be doing for like the next 10 15 years Mm -hmm. or variations of this certain kind of character and if it is i don't really care i don't mind i don't mind i don't mind but like she's just really well 
cast in this sort of role. Um, I've got to mention stars, Risen Pike, obviously we all know from Gone Girl, Peter Dinklage, um, you know, Game of Thrones. I think he's actually been in another black comedy called um, Death at a Funeral. It's like some British black comedy. And he was playing like some Irish guy. So he does have, and if you kind of watch his interviews and everything, he does have this, you know, kind of affinity for, you know, comedy and black comedy as well. He's got Aizen Gonzalez. He has like a whole, um, you know, Chris Messina from the Mindy Project and other um, people as well. So it's well cast and it's just a kind of well done movie. I do really enjoy um, black comedy movies. So I didn't give you guys a question to prepare. What would you say are like your top three black comedy movies? Just off the top of your head. Uh, I feel like someone else go first, so like I know exactly what I'm. Well, you just put me in it. Like. I just put you put you guys on the spot, yeah. I'm yeah, I know. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, because it's like I'm I'm trying to see. You, you're going to realize at some point that I like movies, but I'm not exactly a film critic, so like. Yeah, it's fine. Sure it's fine if you don't have to. Right. If 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 you don't have to, to answer the question, no, I love but that. I think, yeah, I think, uh, um, I think in Bruges. I'm not sure if you guys have in Bruges. There's seven psychopaths as well. Um, there is um, there is this one that uh I watched time ago. Someone actually just like introduced me to it it's not really like a dark comedy because it's very mm-hmm, crazy mm-hmm. about how funny it is mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it's more so very satirical and it's but i'm a cheerleader <laughs> and it's <laughs> hilarious it is hilarious i think it's quite iconic sorry to bother you i haven't seen that yet that's on netflix isn't it yes you should yeah. i mean i like can we use tv shows do they have Go on. TV? Yeah, TV shows. TV shows Go come to it, my yeah. head much quicker. So I'm thinking shows like Dead to Me and Barry. I absolutely love those shows. Barry's great. Barry's great. Um, Barry's you so know that one with Paul Rudd and like he had to like, living with yourself. There we go. Oh, I don't have that, that one well. yet. That sounds forward. Anything forward, I'm in. Yeah, uh, I don't know if Rami counts as as a comedy, but if it does, then that's my favorite. What's that? Rami, um, how I put this? So Rami stars Rami Yusuf himself. He's playing a version of himself that is the 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 premise is he's uh an Egyptian American Muslim trying to live kind of like you know all these shows where you have young people just trying to make sense of their lives, mm-hmm. but um he delves into his battle with his conforming to his current like. I guess the people in his life, his social status, as well as his religion. And just his general views on where he should be and what he should be doing with his life. And in just trying to be a better person, there's just a lot of hilarious antics that just keep, things just keep getting worse. Like everything he touches turns to absolute mush. And I love that <laughs> show. Like my life right now, yeah. Anyone see I love that I show. Fleabag. Yeah, Fleabag, Fleabag is great. So Fleabag I, is great. I, I would class Fleabag and Rami in the same zone, basically. Ah, right. Yeah, so like, I mean, Black comedy, just like inappropriate comedy, dark comedy is just like one of like genres, like genres I guess we kind of all enjoy. And this movie is basically it's a black comedy, isn't it? 
Yeah. Some people say thriller, comedy. Or thriller, or... kind of like a mix and match of you know, different genres and stuff. But yeah, um, it was released on Amazon Prime. And it's just a really great movie. I really enjoyed it. It was just a great movie. It's kind of more of like a really fun movie, something like, you know, it, you just want a, a nice, simple watch on a, on a Saturday evening. And it's like, okay, let me just watch I Care a lot and watch Rosamund Pike do her thing. And we are back. I care a lot. Well, let's talk about um, Rosamund Pike's performance and just the whole Marla Grayson character in general. Um. I mean, we talked to, touched on it a bit early on about how uh, this is kind of a sort of variation of her Gone Girl, Amy Dunn, Oscar-nominating performance, and how this is kind of, she's kind of playing the same sort of manipulative character who uses other people and has, you know, weird manipulative and, you know, boring kind of intentions. And how she just plays that really well. <laughs> like hopefully she's not typecast into this role, you know, but I'd love to see her in, you know, this kind of role over the next coming years. But if she's doing other things as well, but yeah, just um, how, like, she wasn't nominated for an Oscar. She, was, she did win the Golden Globe. I think that's kind of something to, to mention. And it's like, what do you guys think about, like, just her as, you know, playing this kind of character? And you know, just even you know, like just her smile. It's just like this. This is so, like it's just you're smiling. Well, this is so creepy because like we just have so much baggage from these two movies. And it's like, what do you guys think of just like performances in general from like this movie? This movie, I think there are some pretty strong performances. Like if we want to talk about Rosamund, I like to kind of put both Rosamund Pike and Peter Dinklage, like how the. But even even before they met off screen, basically how their performances were feeding off each other, as met on screen, um, to the end, I think it was it was strong performances from those two. I think in the scenes where Chris Messina, the lawyer, um, really where he was part, yeah, I think he stole the scene when he first introduced himself. Um, yeah, I, a lot of people talk about the performances, and that's the one thing that I can really agree. With. On like each of the actors got their roles where right? they understood the assignment. I definitely agree. I think um there is there isn't any other um um movie that I've seen Rosamund in except from like Radioactive. I don't know if anybody has seen that movie, but it was like with it was with like she was playing Marie Curie like the scientist and everything. So mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but like literally, she did such a fantastic job because like even though like obviously there are a lot of like similarities between um Marla and I don't know Gone Girl, right? They're all done, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, thank you, because she comes off as like super innocent. You see how she plays the judge, like mm-hmm. in the movie mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah, she's just like I just care. And you have to use it because it's just like yeah, you piece of yeah. shit. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you're just there, like, bro, she's clearly lying to you. Yeah. Like, just like how in Gone Girl, like, everybody was searching for this baby, this baby was busy, like, killing people and trying to, for why? You don't even know, like, the motivation behind the moment. But it's so impressive because you're so, like, I think enamored with, like, how Rosamund plays this character. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. You don't really question a lot. Like, normally, other characters, I would be, Fuming, I'll be like, what's your motivation? All you've been saying is that men are men are trash, genocide, which is obviously like that's another thing. But they try to use like the feminist gamut mm-hmm, as like as yeah. motivation, but like, it doesn't I, feel that it, way. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. feels very much like white feminist, like hashtag girl boss saying yeah. genocide. So there isn't really like anything for me to root behind, like. <laughs> so yeah, was, I was gonna ask you guys the question I, about like, okay. are, are yeah. you like? So, what do you think the intention was of the of the of the director, um, um, Blakeson? So, do you think he was? Do you think he wanted us as audiences to root for this character or to you know absolutely despise this character? What do you guys think? I'm not I'm not entirely sure. The reason I say so is this is probably the most difficult thing the movie had to do. It's pitting one villain against mm-hmm. another villain. People yeah. naturally are inclined to try to root for someone. Now I don't necessarily think that he intended for us to actively root for um Marla Grayson because she she was a terrible person. That's like that's the first movie. scene it was just terrible. Just yeah. Her just acting and playing up the judge and everything, yeah. But I think where you see some reviews say that um they play a good trick where you almost find yourself rooting for her. It's that victimization at the point where she becomes she she's gone from the person being stabbed to being the person in danger. She doesn't realize it at the time. But when her life is in danger, at that point, some people might think, okay, she's a victim here. Completely forgets it. Like, we'll talk about her power complex later. And we'll, or I guess, and we'll talk about how that plays into my perception of whether or not she's actually a victim. But um, in that moment, maybe that's why people might think, okay, victim, so she must be the person in the right. But ordinarily, I just saw mm-hmm. two bad people. I just wanted to see which of the bad people was going to win, or would they both lose? I think we would have been happy. Well, I was rooting for her to die. I was begging <laughs> for them to kill her. I think. I think yeah. in in other sets, like writers always like try to like pivot it towards like even if the person is bad, like even so when they are at the brink of death, like you can sympathize with them because like no mm-hmm. one wants to fucking die, right? Mm-hmm. But throughout the entire movie, I didn't feel like she was in trouble. Because even when they right. kidnapped her, she was smiling, being cocky, da da da, all yeah, of that. Yeah. And then the car crashed, and I was like, Boy. "Right, right, <laughs> someone put a bullet through this babe." Like, oh like I was so upset because like they weren't. She was just there, and it almost felt like her being a white woman that was using feminism was like the like bulletproof best that she needed in some basically sense. all she needs to justify actions yeah Just, yeah exactly so do you think that that was more so because the way you say it do you think that that was like the maybe the movie expected us to see that and move mm. for that or do you think yeah. it was more my opinion is more like that was the veil that she as Marla Grace right. was using 
to kind of justify our actions, not necessarily. So we can see through it. And I feel like we were supposed to see through it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't I necessarily like... think, yeah, go on. No, okay, sorry. I feel like, I feel like I would have agreed with you. But like, they put a mono, they put like her, like antagonistic, like the, was the anti-hero, quote-unquote anti-hero, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Like they yeah. put her like in a monologue. And the reason why most writers, whenever like they like give their monologues or like narrator like aspects in movies, Jennifer, I'm breaking the fourth wall, it's to essentially reach out to the audience, just to like be like, oh, understand this person better and hear what they're actually thinking in that moment. But like, it just didn't feel like it was what it was supposed to be. The director yeah. was trying to essentially mm-hmm. nudge us into her side, despite her being a bad person. Like a horrible mm-hmm. person. Like who the hell taking advantage of old, <laughs> like just frail people, people? And I think she's just under like I guess like um in her mind she's under like she's living in the man's world at the end of the day. So like there's the whole um kind of fighting against the pay the patriarchy, which is like her angle, but like you're taking it out on, you know, old vulnerable people. So is that enough for me to make you because I think, like, you can root for some anti heroes. Like, I think, what's the guy from? Is it Dexter? Where he only, you know, kills bad he's an people. evil guy, but he only kills bad yeah. people. So, like, mm-hmm. I mean, he kills people, yeah. but you know, bad people. So maybe he can it can slide and stuff. And like, it's kind of like the crime in it. Like, that's the reason why we like root for bank robbers is like this, or you're written for um, the Fast and Furious people. There's for a example. sense of Robin Hood. Too. Wait, you're, you know, actually, yeah, those guys are good guys. Let's get that straight. No, 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 no. No, they're still stealing, but they're stealing from the rich. Not this agenda. Oh my gosh. It's near on the rich people and they're giving to the poor. So there's some kind of Robin Hood aspect, like you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's stealing from the vulnerable for her own personal pleasure. And it's like, I think everyone in the movie is just a terrible person. Like, yeah. Even down if to you think like, about it, everybody is. Everyone is the, entire movie, the, the entire movie literally tells you that, like, from the start, like, everyone is just trying to make as much money as possible. Yeah, I guess really, that's quite... Yeah. Me, as a viewer, I don't think I would have been so mad if it was just, like, old white people, because, like, white on white crime, that's their business, <laughs> Like, they were targeting black people, too, as well. And, like, like honestly, <laughs> I hate movies like this. Like, the movie is talking about capitalism, but it's so funny because like obviously movies are built off of capitalism do you understand even down to the point of queer baiting so like these little Mm -hmm. nuggets like that they give like okay well this is definitely going to feed into the audience and this is not going to give us as much reason to work harder to write a better script you know the dialogue was great you know you didn't miss that to speak it was like do you understand even Mm -hmm. like in her character like the way she um, walked or the things that she did understand like you would understand that but they, they, the plot was just messy it was completely messy. yeah i mean it's it's not like it's not the godfather in it it's not like the greatest movie of all time pause pause before you go any further <laughs> um, the godfather I, probably the greatest say, movie of all I probably time. shouldn't say this on a movie podcast before people like strip my rights to ever talk about movies i've been waiting for someone and i still haven't seen the godfather so no spoilers please uh, I will get on that soon. <laughs> I can't believe it's it. I know it's crazy. I know, but I have it. 
Don't tell me I haven't seen, I haven't seen any so of them. I haven't watched The Sopranos. I haven't watched The Sopranos as well. Okay. I've mean, watched I've watched The Wire, so that sounds yeah. good. That's good enough. Obviously, but, yeah. Uh, but like, it's 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 a fun movie for what it is. Is it? kind of what I said. It's like a popcorn. Popcorn. It's a popcorn movie. It's just you know something. Is more I care a lot. I care a lot. Yeah. Okay. Godfather yeah. is more than a popcorn movie. Yeah. Should we talk about? Should we talk about like the last twenty-five uh, minutes now? I, we have, like, am, we'll get, I, I like am we'll completely get upset. Like <laughs> I'm fucking pissed off. Yeah, I think if the whole that's like you kind of made that point earlier on how you like never really felt she was in trouble. Mm. There you go. And I... like I never felt she was at risk. So bro, like she full on waltzed into his building, right? Went past the security. Like tasered his private bodyguard, yeah. drugged him, took his car out of that building, and you wanted me to believe that like she was in danger. Like, like she didn't even she put a wig on. That's what she did. <laughs> this Russian mafia, I think they basically, I think what we get from the movie is they, they're human traffickers. Yeah. Because remember when they were showing them the pictures or of sex those traffickers? Girls. Yeah. Sex traffickers. Yeah. So they're not the. They're pretty. They're evil people. So I don't know how she was able to one person or her and like her accomplice, who's Isaac Gonzalez's character. That was Frank. arm candy. I'm telling you that that was. Old. I don't know why he had to make it clean, or that's why... the, that's something that I was confused about as well until I rewatched this movie last night, and I still agree that it was kind of a bad decision to do this because I could you're a see... gangster. Just put a bullet in the head. And exactly. Put a on but here's the thing. Here's the thing. I realized that Roman, as much as Romans are a pretty bad guy, Roman has stayed. Like, how did they did they say how many years the FBI or whoever the agency have thought that Roman was dead? Yeah. So okay. Roman does quite a lot to stay out of the limelight. Like he's gone as far as creating a completely new identity for his mom. You know, um, uh, what's it called? records for a dead girl that go back as far as 40 years like someone who has carefully um created and he says this at some point in the movie i can't remember the quote but he says that he has carefully crafted a life for himself and she is ruining that and he doesn't like it he's making him angry he doesn't like being angry doesn't he like... yeah he, he said that as well i feel like Roman is definitely someone who, as much as he wants to retaliate because I, I just could not understand why everything they did to him at the end she she lived. It didn't make any sense to me. <laughs> it like That's absolutely bullshit, wasn't it? No sense. But then when he was talking about the fact that look, at the end of the day, one, she's going to make him billions. He's thinking about the money he can make, and he's probably thinking right now. At the end, the police already have some sort of link between the Russian mafia and this woman. This woman mm-hmm, suddenly mm-hmm. that Marla Grace suddenly dies right after Alexi tried to kidnap one of her um one of her um wards, people yeah. might start to people might start to connect some certain dots like maybe all isn't yeah. as clear. Maybe some questions start being asked. At some point in the movie he ma- he makes sure to emphasize that whatever they're doing, they keep him out of it. When he when he tells them to get rid of her, he says they should keep it clean because it needs to look like it was a natural death. It cannot look like there was any foul play at all. Because oh, you're right, he can just kill her. But if he does that, he risks like troubling the life that he has spent 
decades trying to build probably presumably so i feel like that's one motivation as to why he, he doesn't come off as a think with my brain like or like i, I said with my brain he doesn't come off as a as a villain that like reacts instantly to what's being done mm-hmm. to him. he mm-hmm. comes off as yeah. i would take in whatever information he presented because he was ready to kill her from the start and then he's like okay let me hear you out when she starts to proposition him $10 million and all that nonsense, which I think was stupid and brave, like he said. But it's like, in that moment, you start to understand, perhaps that's why he's willing to let her live, because he wants to get out of everything as clean and as away from the authorities as possible. But, I mean, he was quite... Um, this is like right at the start, when the guy... Like, he has to have some kind of reputation. Did you see how freakish the um, guy at the start mm. the guy who was asked to send for his mom did you see how scared he was yeah that, like surely he must have some kind of um reputation, you know, reputation. yeah and, and it, uh, i mean if that guy is so scared of him why the whole thing was just like that, I, 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 think, I agree with big flaw for me no, I think like if they were even going to use that as a plot device, right, as to why he mm-hmm. did the things that he did, I think they should have extended that into like the ending, like using like a minim- minimal like character to like kill her, right? It was just mm-hmm. it just felt like nonsense. I actually like that. I'm not gonna lie. We'll no, get to that. I, I feel like, like maybe, I feel like maybe if um Roman had somehow gotten his hands on the the guy's mom right which drove him to kill um marla that mm. would have been the cleanest murder he could have committed mm. on her and that would have been like literally it would have been like it would have salvaged like some version of this movie mm. it was just like a random thing that oh what like this misogynistic prick just came and he just shot him <laughs> dead on the street it just i just i just no because they killed that what they killed the um the the doctor. The doctor. That's mm-hmm. the, that's what I was gonna. That's what I was gonna early on. So, so yeah, they and did. Then they didn't even that. kill her in like the in the like the cleanest form. I thought it beat her to death or something. No, that was the oh, friend. She was, just found, she was found. Like dead. see, see, they even tried that to was, beat the friend. That was the friend. Death. We're made. We're made to believe that they actually killed the friend, but they didn't. I don't know why they didn't. Because and then, so, how is it clean on. if they set the gas on? It would have set like a huge explosion. Yeah, the doctor was. Um, I think they just they killed her in her place of work, which was yeah. like that female assassin. They kind of like just caught. You know, out from that, we weren't actually we didn't actually see the action taking place. But yeah, but yeah. That, there was the question in the news about whether like she took her own life or not. So that that you could assume that they tried to make that one look clean as well. Were they just frustrated at some point, or right. you know, did they try? Yeah. The fact that the 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 um apartment like there was the explosion in the apartment. Maybe that was maybe they thought that would somehow cover up um the situation maybe they felt like okay um, the court the people would investigate and say okay there was a there was an explosion in the apartment but is it not incredibly suspicious that two people who live together and are partners died in two different locations mysteriously on the same night how the hell is that conspicuous even when they tried to kidnap the mom the other option is one of them dies and the other has time to report to the to the like police or whatever. Right. Yeah, okay. I, I think another 
another this thing for me was uh wouldn't like the FBI or somebody wouldn't they have taken um had a good look at like her records and stuff and just just like a whole her whole um scheme and remember that she's seen by the government as an angel that that judge was willing to go to hell and yeah, back. Yeah, like see the 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 system bends over backwards for white women. So I think I so. even even in the way that like you know um she talks in the courtroom, like you would just like <laughs> it's just it's, so convincing, isn't it? And so it's, it's quite convincing so, to an outside yes. person because white women are immediately seen as harmless. Do you understand? So what could she do? What's the worst that she could do? Yeah, exactly. Um, in that moment, oh, sorry, just well, on this death thing, just one more thing I wanted to say was I feel like the movie was very reluctant to kill off its main characters, probably because of how they wanted to end it. But like, yeah, like you said, there were just so many opportunities to get, like, there was no reason for Fran to still be alive um, after the... Honestly, that would have probably made us root for her even more if the hot chick that she loved died. We're like, yeah, Yeah, fucking kill Peter. I I thought she was going to die, to be fair, because, like, they played that... They kind of played it up a little bit where she was, like, uh, at the... Where she realised the the actual doctor had died. She was like, let's get the hell out of here. Let's pack our bags. Mm -hmm. So I thought it was going to kind of um, build context into... Oh, she told yeah. us to leave, and she didn't yeah, listen. Yeah, the wary one is always the one that does. Yeah, that's kind of like a movie trope. I guess that kind of sub, a kind of subverted. Um, thanks, my my expectations for that because I was like, why is she still alive? Mm. And, and to be fair, I mean, I think all in general, these guys just aren't. They're not good mafia. They're just. <laughs> Just sloppy. If Alexi is the best they have, yes. Um, if if no, I owe them money. Of, like, the Joker's henchmen. Just bumbling <laughs> idiots. Like, honestly. If I owe them money, I won't go anywhere. I'll just be living my life. I just feel like nothing ever happened. Like, these guys no, are just... Like, even um, Jennifer, or whatever her real name is, Jen- um, Roman's mom, like, the moment um, the moment Marlon mentions Alexis, she's like, that idiot. Like, she knows he's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's... Um, what's a dying West? She's She was so good in the movie, man. Oh, Diane Weiss was amazing. Yeah. I think even... She was Lisa. a great character, too. But she did she did so well as like you know the mom like even how she acted you know at first she was like you know this was a some sort of joke because she knows that she's pretty much untouchable because of who mm-hmm. her son is right mm-hmm. but she was like oh right he's super dead and everything is legal so she tried to like go along you know not to like you know, cause the whole fuss and everything. Mm-hmm. And when they, when she finally got to the care home and they finally took her phone, she was like, "Oh shit, this might actually be really bad." And see, like you could see, like the progressions. Obviously, the way they did it and the whole montage thing was so dumb, and it felt like a sitcom almost. Like you know, when she's <laughs> trying to escape, and they're like, "Nope, I don't think so." Yeah. <laughs> it felt very weird because, like these sections they didn't feel very combined like the the um what's it called you know when there's like the first big scene and then the second big scene and then mm-hmm. the third like big scenes like 
like they didn't feel connected at all like the first one was like this caper heist kind of thing where they tried to like document like get the documents to like take over the woman's mm-hmm. life and then the second one was like this kind of like quirky montage where like she was trying to escape from this wacky hospital she's stuck in and yeah. then the third one was just like oh what everybody's just trying to kill each other you know it just didn't make sense. Like, it was just wasn't tying together. You know, that's why I was pissed off because I was confused the entire time. And I just hate being confused. The confused, but I was like, I, I, I had fun though, but I was just like, this doesn't make sense. But I was like, yeah. yeah I think I, it's I, more of a switch off your brain. Yeah. This kind of like, it's one of those movies like, um, what's that movie? We did um, Man on Fire by Denzel uh, about two months ago. And like, that's one of like, that's a really fun movie. But like you can't go around, you're in Mexico and you're going around killing like Mexico cartel members and you're being like a basically you're, you're a vigilante in Mexico killing Mexican cartel. It doesn't make sense, but it's fun. Kind of felt like this was how how this movie was. Um, doesn't make sense, but it's just fun. But I think Rosamund Pike's performance was really, I really liked it. Yeah, I I really really liked yeah. it. I think that like just on that tone issue. This is where I probably disagree with you guys a bit. I actually liked the difference in tone between the first part of the movie and the last. Because I feel like, and I, I, I read that the director did, did say Do you think this that was like time. his choice, the director's choice? Yeah, yeah, no, it definitely was. Yeah. He said he wants, so a lot of people went into this movie thinking that it was actually going to properly highlight um, elder abuse as a social, as a social issue and like the, just the way the system is broken and allows people to exploit the elderly as well as just the way abuse goes on in the hospital and oh, I'm saying the hospital, in the assistance <laughs> facilities or whatever. Um, a lot of people thought that the movie was going to be about that and I'm so glad it wasn't. I'm not going to lie because yes, he set out to show you that as like this, like the, the starting conflict of the movie for the first 20, 30 minutes or so. But in reality, this movie was primarily a scam artist, scams the wrong person, and it turns into a thriller of mafia versus scam artists. It was not a social issue drama, and people need to stop holding on to the idea of expecting any sort of... Like, there was enough social commentary, in my opinion, especially with capitalism and... the. Yeah, I think that's kind of like the big... That was the big... That's kind of what I got from the movie, the whole... I'll do it like everyone is looking out for themselves. I kind of mentioned it earlier on how everyone in the movie was basically, maybe except from the judge, because he was just uh, the, the, I think, what's his name? <laughs> the guy from The Wire. Um, I've forgotten his name. Um, everyone was just. But we all know him. Yeah, yeah, we all know him. Um, everyone was just looking out for themselves and terrible. And except from the judge, who was just like completely ignorant to everything that was going on. But it's just like. Everyone's looking out for themselves. The whole capitalism rules over all. The American dream always wanted to get to the top. That's kind of that's why I got from the movie. Mm. And it's just like people would do anything to basically put bread and butter on them, on their tables. That's kind of what the overall. That's kind of why I think the movie, and obviously in addition to Rosamund Pike's performance as well, I think those are the kind of the two things that the movie really. Um, did well because like yeah. the, the the girl um, Fran was basically telling the uh, Marla Grace and Rosamund Pike's character like they've killed the doctor we need to get the hell out of here right now we're yeah. not safe and she was like no <laughs> like what she had 
what she had like set up there was just too good to be abandoned and she just didn't want to let that go i think like the thing is that i have no problem with marla grayson's like character at all whatsoever Mm -hmm. because she's typically like every other quote-unquote anti-hero like even in the way that she talks like when she was saying oh i'm a lioness blah 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 I have had many men tell me what I can do, all of that. She thinks she's a revolutionary. Do you understand? These ideas that she's spouting, like only her understands like the depths of like what her words mean. But like obviously to us it sounds like fucking bullshit. Because like <laughs> like what? Because what if you men have told you that means you should come and start like fucking yeah. up, like old people's mm. lives. Like, I, she hides behind, like, the whole antic of, like, you know, this is what I'm doing and I'm doing it for survival. No, it's, like, consistent and, like, like rot-eating greed that she has, mm-hmm. you know, to be better. Because yeah. if she if she was, like, so precise, she wouldn't even be on television, you know, um, <laughs> doing these interviews. Because SEC will start yeah. looking into your shit. Do you understand? That's, so like, I think once the, the FBI gets involved, oof. yeah, like Jeremiah, you were completely right about the God complex because, yeah. like, even down to the point that she didn't want to kill Peter, like Roman, right? She wanted to mm. take over his life, and like, like it just, um, yeah, she did a great job, like fucking a, Rosamund. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> there's one more <laughs> thing there. Sorry, it feels like we're taking away from your questions. But it's just, just on that, it's in addition to this God complex, it's also that she, she walks a very fine line between knowing that she's doing terrible things because she wants to take advantage of people and mm-hmm. still playing that victim card or still playing that I'm better than you card. Because yeah. take, for example, when she's talking to Jennifer, and she says that, okay, all bets are... She, she literally says, your people didn't play by the rules. You didn't play by the rules either. Yeah, what are you talking about? Really, like, yeah. It's, it's oh. literally a thing where she's like, okay, I and, don't like, play by the rules. I bend the rules. But it's I still use the rules. I don't come into... A yes, it's fine for me to, like, bend the rules. Yeah. See, the truth of the matter is that even if she doesn't play by the rules, like, they, they could have done better with like background development like showing us like how she grew up as a child like maybe like she was like a trailer park kid or something but to us like she immediately enters the screen as a privileged Mm -hmm. white woman so why should that why should i feel bad for you like i literally wanted you to die i was like someone off this chick i think i think it would be better if um just like my tv center maybe i think it would be better if the um they would have kind of just given her, or r- rather, just her being an anti-hero. Let her be just someone with despise. Someone mm-hmm. with despise. I, I just feel like that was her throughout the movie. I'm not gonna lie. I've watched it twice. No, now. but like it was quite conflicted because she tried to justify it with these. You know, the actors are talking about like how mm. she's you know fighting back against the whole patriarchy and mm. how like why are you surprised that I'm a woman that's doing this all to you. And just all that, I didn't really get that angle. I think I'm if not... if they had just, um, I'm just doing this because this is America, and the strong eat the weak. Yeah, the I, would have been, I think I'd have been fine with that. I um, get that, right? 
but I don't. I just feel like I don't feel like I needed a motive for her, like a like an honorable motive for her. I think I'm happy to just see her as someone who was like a sociopath and definitely would say all these things. She she was doing these things, but she would say all these things because she knows that those are the, that's the way to manipulate people to doing her bidding. She would be happy to be the gold boss. She would be happy to be the angel for the court. She would be happy to be. Uh, Roman's worst nightmare if it means that she gets the money that she needs to be where she she wants to be. Because remember, the, the, her final monologue in the film literally tells you, it's like, you have to figure out who you are. Mm-hmm. The film does a good job of telling you that there's a certain amount of money that you just cannot get without doing some dirty stuff. And it literally tells you in that final monologue, like, you have to decide who you are, figure out what lines you're willing to cross, and what lines you cannot cross. She literally says that, and then focus on being that person better than anyone else can. Mark yeah. Grayson has decided that she's she's ready to bend the system however she wants to get to, to take, because she's not going to be the taking, she's not going to be the lamb, she's going to be the lioness, she's going to take everything she needs to get mm-hmm. where she wants to be. But the line she won't cross, where she feels better than Roman, is she won't kill, she won't like traffic people, she won't bring guns to... Uh, a home for elderly people. Yeah. She sees as the pantomime villain, like the Claire villain. She doesn't want to do all those things, but she will still be devastatingly manipulative. And that she's okay with that. And she's asking you to be okay with your own sins or whatever, as long as you, like, I don't know, that, that you... Yeah, think- yeah, I get what you're saying. That's kind of, that's an interesting angle. I've actually never thought about it that way, but yeah, I think like, now that I brought it up, that's kind of like something to consider. Um, Let's uh, let's take a break, then we'll come back with, uh, mm-hmm. with more thoughts on the movie. Who won the movie for you? Like, in terms of um, which performance? Mm. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Performance, or was it the cinematography, or the script, or the director? See, this or, is what I'm new to all this stuff. I don't know. No, or when you it, said that, I thought you meant which character won. Nah, like, nah, nah. Obviously, or was it like? Do you want to give like some fancy answer, like capitalism or something? I want. I think for my, uh-huh. I think I, was, I think, I think for me, it's. Um, I think Pike won the movie, or she was the main character. But mm-hmm. like, I think this, like, even if she doesn't get any jobs, um, in terms of roles in Hollywood, I think she always has this kind of character to fall back on and it's just kind of given her because we knew she could do it with gone girl and this is kind of like confirms what we already knew about like this kind of character she can play so i think i mean if she just always wants to grab a quick check she can get into that you know typecasting and do this sort of roles and i think she really did well in this i mean regardless of all the flaws of the movie and you know all that we've discussed so far i think her performance was really really i think i always kind of go back to like that smile she does and it's just really really creepy and really <laughs> uncomfortable it made me like i really hate this one which is kind of what i think you're supposed to feel but um what do you guys think she 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 did what she was paid to do 100 percent. Mm. like um rent was due for her but i think the person who won for me was fran like honestly of all the fuckery that happened right i think 
she paid the least price for everything that happened. She got mm-hmm. beat up, you know, and then she got stitched. So you know. when, I, when I'm talking about one, the movie, I don't mean character. I mean kind mm-hmm. of like perform, like who had the best performance. Oh, or, and cast and crew. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or who was the director for bringing everything together? Or, or definitely not it... director, please. Because I like the visuals. Like it, there wasn't anything spectacular about the visuals. I think the color and make- makeup and costumes are really good though. That's where I'm gonna other than the fact that it was very cold. Because I, I when I first watched it, I thought, ooh, I like this. This was visually stunning. But when I was watching it yesterday, I was like, This is good, but it's not spectacular. But mm. it was very colorful and very nice. But like I, with all the reviews I've read, with all the conversations I've heard people talk about this movie, there's no one in the world is going to say that the script or the directing won this movie. And I don't. It's so sad because I like the movie at the end of the day. I'm guessing we'll all say Pike then. Where's yeah. my Pike? Yeah. Everyone's yeah. talking about her performance. She got the nomination. Like yeah, she won. She got the golden. I think the Oscars said no thanks. This movie were good. <laughs> we're good. For this movie, I think she she did win the Golden Globe for for best actress in a comedy or musical. She did. So, yeah, but the Oscars, like, yeah, I can't believe she's gonna nominate for an Oscar, but that's the Academy Awards for you. Um, any final thoughts on the movie? Uh, go watch Gone Girl. That's a much better version of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, go watch I Care a Lot as well because that is a good movie. Too, but um, yeah, fine. Ooh, one, it was just um, this way tell us like one, we should all be and The stuff. one difference, kind of. Oh yes, there, oh, I, <laughs> I, I, should, I should, I should go into that. Yes, but the one, <laughs> the one difference. So I, I didn't really get. We didn't really get to explore like the similarities between the two characters. But the one thing that I picked up on yesterday when I was watching again was this idea of comfort. With everything that happens mm-hmm, in the mm-hmm. movie from the start to finish, um, and probably why Roman is a lot more frustrated than Marla is, is Marla has Fran to turn to every time something went wrong or even something went right. She would turn around and either celebrate that with Fran or like they would be sympathetic and consoling each other. She had that. Roman just wanted his mommy. And from the start of the movie <laughs> up to the mommy. very end... No, seriously, until the very end, he had, because he's supposed to be dead, so he can't even go out in public and find someone else to, like, for that yeah, just, yeah. He mm-hmm. didn't have that, and I can imagine that just being incredibly frustrating. And then at the end of the day, the one person that's responsible for that is now responsible for you too. Like, that was, that was yeah, mental, isn't it? I mean, he's but, supposed to be dead. That was a big flaw. Like, he's supposed to be like this underground guy, but he still went to that bank and into the deposit box, didn't he? It was all like covered up. So it's well, like, it's not really <laughs> like he's like he's not he's not really hard to miss out, is he? Yeah, but I, that's that's where that's one of the scenes where you say that the desperation was starting to kick in. It's like okay, <laughs> let me was, see, let me see. Desperate reckless things. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. But, um, Final thoughts. Final thoughts. Uh, I don't have any final thoughts. I just like I just like Rizma Pike and anything. I'm glad she's getting more roles, getting yeah. more stuff, mm-hmm. and yeah. Uh, I think we can end it there. I think we've kind of been going on for like probably for a more than <laughs> yeah.
Yeah. Anyway, thanks Jeremiah for joining thank us you. and thank you Summer for joining us and talking about lots for this first thank of your you many cameos on the popcorn on the popcorn for dinner podcast. Um, yeah, go watch I care a lot. Thanks to our producers Ibuka and Shinedu, and thanks to Bankale for. Oh my, thank you, Bankale for I don't even fucking. Know. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, for being Bankale, I guess. Um, I guess we'll see you guys um, next week. Take care, stay work, stay in, and stay healthy. Bye guys. Bye, Bye guys. And we are.